guy loves cake. Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And now it's time for Fat Guy Loves Cake with your host, Joey Valentine. Yes! Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. It is May 2nd, 2022, 5222. I am Joey Valentine. This is Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast or soon-to-be favorite podcast. Thank you for joining me. As always, I cannot stress enough how happy I am to have you listening to me. How was your weekend? Mine was very unproductive. I don't know what's going on with me. I just can't seem to get enough sleep. But I guess that's probably pretty common when you're uh, trying to process 20 pounds of cheese a day. Metabolism's working overtime. (laughs) Okay, not literally 20, but you imagine eating 20 pounds of cheese. Well, that man spends all day on the toilet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And speaking of, yeah, let me go right to the toilet talk. You know, I tune into that boy's show and all he talks about is toilets. And if he's not talking about toilets, he's talking about toilet talk. He talks like toilet. Everything comes out of his mouth, just (laughs) doo-doo. My sister, God bless her, lives with me now. And that's fine. We have two bathrooms. And, like, today she dropped a giant bomb. Okay, I'm getting ready to go to the skating rink. I got the bathroom, the one of two bathrooms. I've got the door open, the light on. I'm obviously in there using it. I'm just going back and forth between my bedroom and that bathroom running water through my hair, I'm getting my, you know, anyway, she just casually strolls in there, shuts the door and takes a duke. And I go over there and I'm like, I know you are not taking a crap while I'm getting ready in that bathroom. And she's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Fucking hoses it down with like pumpkin spice spray. I try and go in there and now it just smells like pumpkin spice and duke. And I had a... (laughs) I had a girlfriend that used to do the same thing. Not not somebody I dated, but a, a friend of mine. She, uh, when I was without a car for a while, years ago, I had a friend who used to drive me to work at the hospital every day. And she would show up. She'd like, she, she would show up to my house. She would just come in because that's, you know, we were casual like that. And she'd go right to my bathroom and she'd drop a fucking bomb in it. I mean, like a gnarly... Like, not what is supposed to come out of girls. Like a what-the-fuck-died-inside-of-you type of shit came out of this woman. And she'd go in there and drop it. Again, I have two bathrooms. They're practically the same fucking room. There's one bathroom. There's a shower. And the shower connects to the other bathroom. So you've basically got one. It's like a it's like U-shaped. Imagine it like that. There's a door then another door leading to a shower, then another door leading to the other bathroom, all accessible through the hallway. You don't have to go from one bathroom to get to the next. You have a left door to bathroom one, you have a left door to bathroom two. Yet this woman who's known me for years comes over after, I can only imagine, must have been an all-nighter at Poncho's and fucking drops a deuce while I'm in there trying to shave. And no amount of chemicals can make this go away. 
my homeboy Scooter, he used to like, he, oh, he cracked me up. He had the biggest problem with what he called poo particles. <laughs> and when I was in Houston for my birthday a few years ago, I stayed at his house. Poor guy. I didn't know how things ran. I didn't know how things were set up. But he had to take a shower to go to work. And then he was going to drop me off over at some one of my friend's houses. And, you know, I woke up and I went to the bathroom that was closest to me. And I dropped, uh, you know, I just had a birthday and ate <laughs> lots of greasy food and still have whiskey in my system shit in his toilet in this tiny tiny bathroom it was so small it was like the toilet and a sink and like you're six inches from the wall with your face while you're on the toilet and poor scooter he had to take a shower and he's <laughs> i go back in the bedroom i come walking out and he's in the doorway of the bathroom and he's got a uh he's got a giant washcloth and he's fanning it you know how like a like a matador fans a bull and he's fanning the bathroom doorway. And I said, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I got to get ready for work. And I don't want your poop particles getting on my clothes. <laughs> and I felt bad, but I didn't mean to. And not like my friend, this girlfriend I used to have who would intentionally come over. I'm like, you fucking know me for years. You have been in this house how many times? And you come in here. She came over one time after like being at the Crawfish Festival all weekend. Picks me up for work on Monday. Drops a fucking Louisiana-style corn and gumbo slices, Duke. And I'm like, trying not to vomit. I don't remember that ever being a problem, you know? When I was married, I don't remember... I mean, I remember I never got to go to the bathroom alone. Anyone who's married can attest to that, or has been married. Like, you give up, especially when you have kids, you give up all rights to privacy once you get married and have a child. Like, every single time. This was how it went down. I'm like, okay, you know, everybody's doing their own thing. Satan's in the kitchen. Uh, my son is in his room playing with his toys. Okay, now's the time to go use the pot. And I go in there, and I sit down, and all of a sudden, she wants to do her fucking makeup. He's, you know, standing there with his hands on my knees going, Daddy, Daddy, what you doing? You taking a duke? You duking? What you duking? And then, like, one of the cats is in my underwear. You know, I got my underwear around my ankles and the cat decides it wants to curl up inside there. And this all happens in the span of like 10 seconds. It's it's miraculous how it happens. And you're expected to use the bathroom <laughs> with all this. I mean, eventually you get to a point where you're like, fuck it, whatever. Like if you, if you really want to voluntarily subject yourself to what I am about to produce, knock yourself out. I bought a gun holster from this company, okay, and I'm curious, does this happen to anyone else? Well, of course it happens to other people because marketing. But I bought a holster from this company. And it's a kick-ass holster. Actually, I bought two. Not at the same time, but I bought one and then I bought another one later. You know, they make these custom-fitted, uh, you know, the really cool-looking ones that are, like, shaped like the actual, like, every little inch of the gun. And um, But I get emails from them. Like three times a day, I get text messages from them three times a day. And I'm thinking like, how many fucking holsters do you think I'm going to possibly buy? Gun holsters, I don't collect gun holsters. I don't have, like, I don't even collect guns. But if I did collect guns, I can understand having a room where the guns were hanging. And it's like, hey, cool, 
cool gun collection, bro. But like, I don't, I don't have a gun holster collection. Like, oh, this is the holster room. Check out my holsters. I mean, maybe if I was like a rapper or something, I'd get like a gold-plated one with diamonds or something. Then I could see maybe showing. But I'm not going to buy. Like, holsters are not in great demand. They don't just break down. They're not like Bic lighters. Okay, you don't go, I haven't bought a holster in a month. It's about due for a holster. <laughs> and these people send me these fucking text messages like I'm some kind of psycho who's sitting at home waiting for his paycheck to come in so I can add to my holster collection. I got one holster that I use, and I'm very happy with it, okay? It's the fat guy holster, all right? I actually have lots of holsters, but this is the only one I use. This is the fat guy holster. It's like a giant Velcro thing that goes around my stomach, okay? It's like one of those things that people put on when they're lifting heavy shit. I mean, that's what it looks like. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you see guys that are lifting heavy boxes all day, and they've got those fucking big, uh, you know, Velcro things around there. I don't even understand the science behind that, but whatever. I've got one that's, like, fucking gigantic. So no matter what size I am, whether I get bigger or smaller, it's always going to fit because it's Velcro, the greatest thing ever invented. I have said that before. I stand by it. Velcro is the shit. So I've got this giant man girdle <laughs> with the as a gun holster wrapping it around my big gut but, but seriously it looks like i have a women's girdle on with a gun sticking in it and with my belly it looks like now i have an even bigger belly like there's no there's no concealing the gun here okay yes the gun is covered by my 3x hanes <laughs> husky size shirt <laughs> But I mean, come on, you know, like you can see, it's like, uh, sir, can we speak to you for a moment? We've had reports of a fat guy with a gun and I'd be like, no, I've, I've got nothing in my hands. We can clearly see the shape of the gun pressing, <laughs> gasping for air, suffocating underneath your tight, tight shirt that you obviously thought was big enough. Have you considered a moo-moo, sir? You get a moo-moo with like a, a sewn-in holster. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. A male moo-moo flower floral. But you'd look like, like nobody would want to fuck with you, right? Because you're a man. You're fat. You're wearing a moo-moo. So people think you're fucking nuts. And not only that, now you're armed. That's the guy you want to hang out with. I love that girdle. I mean, it's a girdle. I love that holster that Velcro's around my stomach. It's comfortable. It's easy as fuck to take on and off. It securely holds the gun in. It's got a, uh, you know, it's got a strap that comes down on, on behind the butt of the gun. <laughs> Not me, the gun. It's just, it's really, it's warm. You know, this is Texas and I'm fat. And so, you know, it, you start getting all oily and like, I don't know, I worry, you know, like my gun sliding up and down all across my chest. And I know it won't, but I'm always afraid it's going to like discharge into my nuts. I'm still working on that cock box idea. I got to get a patent. I'm going to, I'm going to have to draw up some schematics. Uh, if you don't remember me talking about the cock box, this is the male chastity belt. It is 
It's like a smart product, okay? It's for people who have problems controlling their sexual desires because they're fucking perverts or they're just, they're not good with monogamy. You got you got a 24-hour guy sitting at his desk, like ADT, right? Okay, just like Brinks, all right? But you got a guy sitting at a desk and he will not unlock your cock box without good reason. You have to get permission. You have to call and ask him to unlock your dick. <laughs> you have to have a good reason. If you're with a woman, you have to have her give oral consent. No pun intended. So I'm really, I want to, I want to, you know, I think this is a great idea because if I could get the state or even the government to back this idea, I mean, this is way better than like ankle bracelets, right? Ankle monitors. I mean, those things are fucking useless because they're still free, right? The people that are wearing them are still free out in society. If they choose to go and fucking do something, if they choose to commit a crime, that ankle monitor doesn't stop them. It just going to help the police catch them, you know, later on. But when you've got the cock box, if I can get the state or the government behind this, we're talking endless amounts of dollars. You strap one of the, man, that is the one thing that the state, that the, the country, the United States of America has failed to cash in on when it comes to how you can control people. It's, your dick. If you take dick away, <laughs> no, if you take pussy away from men, if you take away their inability to have sex, but yet still let them know they have the ability to have sex, because it's not, castration is just unreasonable. That is just something that we cannot even have a discussion about. Castration, I think we're violating all kinds of ethical areas and, and we don't want to do that. Okay, so castration is out of the question, but if you can keep your nuts and you can put your dick in jail, you know, I mean, then you're really on to something because a man who suddenly doesn't control what his dick can do is fucking helpless. He is at the mercy of whoever pushes that button, right? Am I wrong? Like if you strapped on, and I'm not talking about your law abiding you know, like, oh, I want to make sure Johnny doesn't knock up some girl. No, I'm talking about, like, the guy's got sexual, like, he's already been to prison for sexual assault. And you strap one of these motherfuckers on him, and now he knows that he can't, like, just go out and get it. Because it's impossible. It literally is impossible. He cannot make the call to the operator if he's assaulting someone. He has to go and he has to get fucking consensual sex that's going to be time-stamped and on record. And he'll fucking think twice before he pulls any bullshit. Even if he tries to assault someone, he just can't do it. Now he's thinking like, shit, if I don't get my shit together and start acting like a normal member of law-abiding society where you have to earn your sex by lying to women and taking them out to dinner and pretending to like the stories they tell, then I am never going to have sex again. I'm telling you, million dollar idea. You heard it first here on Fat Guy Loves Cake, the cock box. I'll keep you guys updated with how that goes. I'm really going to get it patented. I've always wanted to patent something. No way anybody's got this patented. 
And I'm time stamping this now. I said this is 5-2-22. And last week, this was my idea. So I <laughs> lost a friend on Facebook this week. Not a friend, friend. Not someone that I was close to. Not someone that I was even really that familiar with. Someone I met in rehab years and years ago. I didn't even remember meeting them. But when I got back from San Antonio, from being in rehab, this person happened to live in the same town as me. And he sent me a friend request on Facebook because he remembered me. I didn't remember him, but he remembered me. I don't know. That's like a thing with me. I don't remember faces. People just can't seem to forget mine. It's, it's embarrassing. And I hate when someone comes up to me and they act like I should know who the fuck they are. And I am like struggling. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, did I have sex with you? Uh, I'm a dude. Uh, okay, but still, did I have sex with you? <laughs> I want to know how much respect I need to show you in this conversation. Because if we just met one time at the fucking flea market and you just never forgot me, then you can just skedaddle. But this guy, he's like, um, I don't know, he's in his 20s and he met a woman. He met a mature woman and she, you know, I mean, I don't know what her age is. I'm not good at guessing ages. Like some people, like I probably look my age, but some people my age look way older than me. Some people my age look way younger than me. Some people just don't age well. I feel like I'm aging consistent and I'm okay with that. But she, if I had to guess, is at least 45 and he's in his 20s. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking the age gap. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you can see it. He's baby-faced. She's covered in pancake, you know, trying to disguise her age. And I'm giving her a generous 45 because I think she's older than that. Well, anyway, you know, they got married, like, really fucking fast. And he's posting all these pictures. And, well, I... <laughs> I commented on his profile picture of the two of them together. I said, you and your mother look really cute together. <laughs> I know, I know. It was not cool. Wrong thing to do. I just couldn't resist. There was no way I wasn't going to say it. And I did. And he unfriended me. And that's the end of my story. <laughs> Another Facebook thing that happened to me, my uh, my boss from the skating rink, his wife posted a picture, posted two pictures, one of him, one of her, when in their senior year in high school. It's cute. They're the same age as me. So, you know, this is, a, this is I don't know, like five years ago. But, um, but um, he looks really young, you know, as you will when you're 18. And I posted a comment. I said, oh, look how cute he is. I just want to beat him up. And then I got this message from Facebook, this long fucking winded message that I had to click through all these. Okay. I read it. Okay. About bullying and violence and what's unacceptable on Facebook. And I'm like, fuck off, man. Like you don't even know what context that's in. And if I post, I want to beat you up on someone's Facebook page and I'm friends with them then mind your goddamn business, Facebook. Nobody reported me. Censorship's getting out of control. I'm not going to take a stance on the whole Twitter thing with Elon Musk. 
I'm not going to take a stance on anything when it comes to Elon Musk because I don't really know enough about the guy, okay? But I do want to say this. Twitter has a reputation of censoring people. It doesn't fucking matter who... Actually, it does matter. It's They seem to be very favorable towards the Democrats and the left. I don't care. My life continues to go forward, whether the Democrats are favored or the Republicans. I don't care. But I do know, as an unbiased, down-the-middle political person, I know bias when I see it. And Twitter heavily favors the liberals. And that's fine, because I don't lose sleep over it. I don't give a shit. But here's something I, I that... I read that struck me as just a little bit like, oops, I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Okay, there was a, an, a Twitter employee, because the Twitter employees are all up in arms, like, about this sale. They seem to think that, like, the world is going to come crashing down on them. Like, I don't think anything's going to change, except maybe, you know, Donald Trump's going to get his Twitter account back, maybe. I don't, and I don't see how that affects anything. If you don't like something, just don't fucking read it. But anyway, this employee of Twitter said, with the sale of Twitter to Elon Musk, it's going to take down years of censorship that we have built up on Twitter. Okay, that whole statement says that they, they've spent years censoring people. Not, not weeding out, not filtering, not, you know, deleting posts. That, that that violate policy, actual censorship, okay? Because it's one thing. If you violating policy on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or anything, violating policy is bullying, uh, sex, uh, things that have to do with children, things that have to do with murder, things that have to do with showing someone's personal information, okay? The obvious things, the things that can get you in trouble with the fucking law. These are all no-brainers, okay? Those are violations, but if someone gets on Twitter and they they voice an opinion, they say, I love Joe Biden or I love Donald Trump, and then it gets taken down, that's not a violation of a community standard. That's fucking censorship and the worst kind. That's very, very un-American. I have opinions. I have a way that I lean towards a lot of things. Some things I go left. Some things I go right. It just depends. But one thing that I will never, ever do is tell someone who disagrees with me that they don't have the right to say what they're saying. If someone, like every one of you in America, all of you, all of us, no matter what it is, we have a right to say it, not necessarily on Facebook. As long as you are not being a real piece of shit, and if you want to you have a, a, an, an adult intelligent conversation with someone about why you think you're right. There should be no reason why you can't say it. But when you spend billions of dollars filtering out certain types of people who do not agree with you, that's, that's fascism. And that's fucking frightening. Ooh, I sure didn't know I was going to go down that road. Here's another question. Let me pose this to you. Um, I am I'm about hitting the 30-minute mark here, so I'm probably going to wrap this up. Uh, this just kind of randomly came to me, so give it some thought. Maybe even if you want to, you can send me a message and say what you think. If you're in a relationship, and you're a good one, a good, healthy relationship with someone, you're very, very in love with them, and nothing's like nothing has ever been 
so bad that you didn't want to be with them. Nothing's been so bad that you couldn't get past it. In fact, there's never even been really anything bad. Let's just say it's a, a, a hypothetical, fictitious relationship where, t- where a man and a woman get along. You like all the same things, movies, TV, music, fashion. You're, you're just always great small talk between you. You never run out of things to do and say. And What if you came home and your partner, doesn't matter which one, and your partner had changed their haircut to something that just looked absolutely fucking horrible, in your opinion. Like, let's say you've been dating a woman who's got really long hair. Beautiful, long, flowing. Give me a girl with hair. Long, beautiful hair. If you got a girlfriend with long, beautiful, glowing, flowing locks, and then you come home one day and she's got, like, this pixie haircut, and her bangs are cut all the way up to her fucking hairline. You know, just like, you're like, what? Okay, and you hate it. You fucking hate it. Now, obviously, you're going to do the relationship thing and be like, wow. You know, or maybe you're going to be like me and just be like, what the fuck am I looking at? And then break up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, maybe one day I'll devote a show to times I've opened my mouth and, and cause women to leave me but you know you go wow you cut it oh yeah do you like it it's short you know or whatever bullshit games you got to play with people because you love them so my question to you cake eaters is is it too much to ask that they do not do that like do you think like if you are planning on spending the rest of your life with this person Do you have the right to say, please don't do that? Please change it back. Grow it the fuck back out. I hate it. And do they have the right to say no? Could that, would that be something that you could end? Like me personally, like I will, if I'm being honest, that would end the relationship. If I was dating a woman and she came and she was always so beautiful in my eyes and looked a certain way with her hair. It's one thing to shorten your hair or to go with a different style, but to like to radically alter your appearance. Like, if I don't, if that's not what I fell in love with, that's not, I know that sounds so superficial when I say it, but come on, think about it. When you, like, attraction is a big part of what we have to go on when you meet someone. And you can't deny that that person had a look that really got to you, got under your skin, made your heart flutter. Okay, so if you come home, you know, and like the, like 20 years ago, the blonde, long-haired blonde that you fell in love with is all of a sudden looks like fucking Sinead O'Connor and not because she's on chemo, but because she voluntarily shaved her dome. Yeah. If my wife was like, "Ah, I'm giving my hair to locks of love or whatever, you know, some sort of charity. Okay, cool. Cause you're going to grow that shit back out. Right. Or she comes home with like one of those Karen haircuts. That's it. I'd be like, look, it's simple. I won't even be an asshole about it. I'd be like, if you're planning on wearing that hair, then you can plan on being single. So do I have the right? Am I an asshole? I don't think so. I mean, if I if I was dating a woman, I mean, do you imagine, like, anyone who knows me knows I wear my hair short, usually, usually shaved. But if I met a woman and we got engaged and we were or married or whatever, deeply in love, and then 10 years down the road, I decided that I wanted to, you know, have, like, insane clown posse dreads growing out of my, ah, damn it, I said clowns. Almost made it through the whole show. But you know what I'm saying? 
like if I had some dreads growing off, like I shaved my head and then I just grew my bangs out for like like a foot long and then I made them into dreads, then like colored them purple. Would I expect my wife to stay with me? No, not fucking likely. She'd be like, oh, you're so crazy. You're going to get rid of that shit, right? Okay, good. Yeah. She'll let you get away with it for a few months. And then it'll be like, okay, you've had your fun. If you plan on ever getting any more ass, I'd go into the bathroom and remove that stupid haircut immediately. And you go, yes, ma'am. Tell me what you think. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. You can reach me anytime. Starting the new work week. I got the perfect song for you guys. Please crank it up. Listen to it all the way to the end. It is from the infamous, awesome, no holds barred Lords of Acid. I will see you guys on Wednesday. And what do I always say? Be nice. My pussy is the hippest